number one, like big changes, taking risks, going all in, knowing that change comes with a lot of fucking tears, comes with grief, comes with sadness, but also there is so much beyond that that you often cannot imagine, which is why it feels scary. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast. If you are watching uh, the video on YouTube, welcome. And do not forget that you can also listen to the podcast on iTunes, Spotify, all the good places that you need to listen to. So today we are talking, I got my phone here just because I'm looking at my notes that I wrote down. I wanted to just cover a few things. I am talking about my journey with manifestation and building wealth. So obviously I had to do this in my New York apartment because this was like the first place that I really have created my own home for. And I am going to do a whole other podcast episode on the whole journey of leaving New York, moving to Atlanta, leaving my home. It has been, it will continue to be very, very emotional. I am leaving on Friday. It is Monday. So there's a lot happening and it's a big change. It is, I've moved a lot. I've never stayed longer than a year in one place, which is funny. Um, I've moved a lot in my life and I do love change. I do thrive in change and I thrive in a change of environments. But the more that I have really um, become aware of my nervous system and become more empathetic, and now I'm also in a relationship with an empath, very masculine, but very empathetic. It just has meant that I'm so sensitive, um, which means that I'm excited for being you know, in a house with lots of nature around me, and four fucking dogs, four dogs, like I can't deal. (coughs) Like I'm excited for all of those things, but I'd also be lying to you if I said that I wasn't really upset and nervous um, about leaving this home. And it's not even just about New York. It's really about the home that I've built for myself. So anyway, I thought that it would be really great to kind of share with you guys my journey of manifestation. And I guess this is also kind of going to be like a little bit of a you know, new about me story, I guess. I feel like that's what the fucking episode should be. A bit of a new about me story. Obviously I have an about me at the very beginning of my podcast and man, that feels like a lifetime ago. I remember that bedroom in my apartment in Sydney and I was, I was killing it back then. Like I was still killing it. I made my first my first, I'm sorry, my first like year of business, I made like fucking nothing. And then my second year of business, I made $600,000 and I made it from that room in Sydney. Um, and I did travel a lot, a lot, a lot. So yes, I made it from that room in Sydney, but I was also in a lot of hotels, um, and a lot of different places around the world. And, you know, now we've come and I'm leaving the dream, you know, like I'm moving on to a bigger and better dream, but I dreamed about, I, I mean, I remember sitting at my desk in um Sydney actually I was I was living in Melbourne before I moved to Sydney and then I moved to Sydney and I um remember sitting at my desk and I had my vision board like on my desk leaning up against my wall and the view of the harbor and everything and you know it was a beautiful view but it was a disgusting apartment I will say anyway and had roommates the whole thing could never do it again I just I'm not made for I'm not made for roommates but I tried it so I've you know had the experience don't need to have it again anyway and um I just always had this vision. I would always get this vision of myself standing on what is uh, Broadway and Houston Street, like on the border of NoHo and Soho in downtown New York, uh, like downtown Manhattan. And I just always had this vision of myself there. And I had, 
you know, I would dream about this beautiful apartment and this New York experience and this New York life and like blah, blah, blah. And if those of you that don't know, I actually grew up in New York City. So New York has been the only place in the world that's felt like home for me. And, you know, it's true what they say when you meet the right person, they obviously feel like home. And I met my, what some people would call soulmates, technically speaking, it would be a twin flame. Um, and he is what feels like home to me. So I don't need to be in New York City anymore. Anyway, that's a whole, that's another story for a whole other episode. But um, I dreamed about that for the longest time and I could see it so clearly. So part of the grieving process about moving has been the fact that I literally in the space of less than three years got all of that. And I thought it would take me 10, right? And I got all of that and I am living in my dream apartment, but also what a lot of people would say, like, is the dream New York apartment. You know, for those of you that don't know, I live in the Jenga building. I'm going to say this now because I'll be out of the apartment. I live in the Jenga building. If you Google it, you know the building in in New York City. Uh, It's actually not a building. It's actually classified as a piece of art, which I didn't know. So I live in art. Um, And it's where a lot of celebrities live. It is like the hardest building to get into in New York. And I, of course, got into it with no SSN, no credit history. Lol. Um, But yeah, like this is the apartment that a lot of people would dream of having in New York City. It's really big for New York standards. It's got 18 feet ceilings, which is like insane for New York standards, floor to ceiling windows. Um, it's got a balcony and a big one. And I'm on the 42nd floor, 500 feet up and there's a balcony, which is amazing. Um, and it's just, it's beautiful. It is a beautiful apartment. There are beautiful men that, um, are the doormen and that work here. And I, you know, the facilities are amazing. The gym is just stunning. There's a spa, like it's just, it's an experience living here to say the least. And people would dream about living here. So part of me has felt like it's so fucking stupid for me to give it up. But when we tap into the energy of wanting more, having more, having it all and manifesting, you know, it's like, why would I stay somewhere when I have an opportunity to grow and expand um, even more? And as I said in my announcement, IG Live, this is just the dream beyond the dream. I, I knew that I was going to leave New York when I quote unquote settled down and I settled down a lot faster than what I thought. And it feels so good. Like I'm stepping into this new season of life where, you know, I'm baking cookies when my man comes home from work and there's the four dogs, our kids running around and, you know, I get to decorate a home and have a garden and have a car and, and it's just a whole new season and a whole new lifestyle and I'm very, very excited for this and I'd be lying to you if I said to you guys that I wasn't also being challenged right now. I'm being heavily challenged, you know, as I said in my um, other episode, I don't yet have my SSN. It's It's been a year and I still don't have it. It's just whatever, it's a whole fucking situation. And I'm choosing to believe that there's a reason why I still can't get it and why there's been a mix up in the system. Um, and so it means that we haven't yet bought a house and I'm leaving on Friday, um, in literally four days. Um, we haven't yet bought a house. So things are really up in the air and it's been very stressful for both of us. Um, it's also been stressful because obviously I'm trying to run a company and it's like, just find us a fucking house. Like just, Oh my God, like how fucking hard is it? Part of me just wants to fucking do that. Right. And that would not, I haven't done it. (laughs) That's not what I'm doing. Um, but I just want to be honest with you guys. If like, there's obviously that part of my brain that's just like fucking find us a house. Like how hard is this? And me having meltdowns and, you know, negative things coming into my head of like, you know, it's all fucking sucks. I don't want to do this. I don't want to move. But at the same time, it's like I, I'm ready and I do. And this is the right decision and all that kind of stuff. So, 
Anyway, um, and I and I actually did something powerful. I listened to some of my old podcasts yesterday because I realized like the old version of myself got me here. I need to believe that I can get me there. Um, you know, I left Sydney in August of 2019. I went to like, you know, Aspen for a month. I went to where I went, I came back to New York. Then I had to move to London for a whole fucking year, traveled a tiny bit in Europe, had the worst time in London, but I kept my head high and I knew that I was going to be okay. I left London, had a great time in Tulum, moved back to New York, get my dream apartment, have the most incredible year here, meet the man of my fucking dreams. And now I get to go and move and buy a house and like live my best fucking life with him. Like, you look at that and you're like, okay, what the fuck is she complaining about? But if we actually get down to the nitty gritty, like that's not fake that the fact that when you're up leveling and when these manifestations do come in, there is also a grieving process that needs to happen. There is also a process where manifestation can feel really, really hard and really challenging. And I don't want us to just think, and I don't want us to sugarcoat shit. I don't want us to think, oh, manifestation is just easy. Like write some fucking words down in a journal and boom, it happens. That's not what it's always like. And what's really important is that you know and you believe and you trust, and this is fucking true, that it is happening better than you could imagine. So right now, when we haven't got the house, we haven't got this shit sorted, like whatever, my brain is fucking exploding and I feel like a ball of stress, I also know that it is happening better than I could imagine, which is half the reason why I can't fucking imagine half this shit. Like I sit in my visualization and I'm just like, flooded with like the what ifs right and I try and get out of it and I have to trust that like I can't even imagine this so stop fucking trying just flow with it just flow with it just trust it trust that you're a powerful manifester make sure that you're in alignment focus on what makes you happy and what makes you feel good don't lose sight of self-care all the things that you guys know to be doing to keep your energy on point and then everything's going to be okay what's also really important to remember that a lot of people can um can kind of make an oversight on is that your physical body heavily influences your energetic body and vice versa. It's all like all of our bodies are um, intertwined. So when you're looking after your physical body, it's going to help your energetic body and vice versa. So the worst thing that you want to be doing when you're stressed and trying to manifest something is like eating shit food or not exercising or not doing your self care or not going to bed early or, you know, not putting moisturizer on even those tiny little things can really elevate your frequency. So I learned that I've learned that and I've really embodied that over my period, over my years of being in the world of like manifestation and doing all of this work is that manifestation isn't just the big things. It's also the little things that heavily affect the big things. It's also those little tiny steps that you make every day that allow you to um, manifest in the big things. I am so excited for my new offering, the Men and Money Bundle. And I cannot wait for you guys to dip your toes in. Once you buy the bundle, you will be able to get access to all of the content straight away so that you can start to increase your wealth frequency, call in more manifestations, heal your relationship with men, and to be able to understand men and communicate with them better, which is going to help you to also receive from men more and therefore receive your manifestations more. It's all linked. It's all intertwined. All the details are on the website page for you to check out. So kind of jumping forward on my journey with manifestation and building, you know, the 
feeling of wealth and being and always elevating that wealth frequency is number one, like big changes, taking risks, going all in, knowing that change comes with a lot of fucking tears, comes with grief, comes with sadness, but also there is so much beyond that that you often cannot imagine, which is why it feels scary. It feels scary because your brain can't cling on to knowing what the next thing is and knowing what it is. Like you don't feel like you have that security. And that is where the trust comes in. Like, can you let go of not knowing that next thing because you trust the universe? So like I'm having to fucking really try and tap into that now, even of like trusting that just because I don't know the next step doesn't mean I'm not going to be okay. It's like, Monica, can you trust us? Can you trust this process? Can you trust yourself? Can you trust that you're a powerful manifester? Or are you going to forget all of that because your ego isn't happy with knowing the next house that you're about to move into? Like, can you be okay with having the unknown? Like, can you be okay with sitting in that unknown and knowing that it's going to work out and trusting that and feeling that and believing that? So, taking big risks, being open to big change and embracing that new change and getting outside of my comfort zone is, has been the most key and profound thing when it comes to continuously expanding and getting so much in a short amount of time. Like I, when I look back on my life, uh, it's funny, I'll say to people like, Oh, like years ago. And they're like, that was one year ago, Monica. I'm like, Oh, like I feel like I really condensed time and I really quantum leap in that, you know, June, what what, what are we in? May of last year. It feels like a lifetime ago. May of last year, probably even feels a lifetime ago for you guys. May of last year, I was living in Soho Grand with Jelly. I was sick of fucking living in an apartment. I don't think I actually had this apartment secured yet. You know, I'd recently moved back to New York. Shit was fucking everywhere. I didn't have my visa yet. I was still going through the whole process of transferring visas. There was a lot going on. And then now, like one year later, what actually, what the fuck? I'm thinking yes now, what the fuck? One year later, it's like I'm leaving, not even getting into, I'm leaving my dream apartment, the dream apartment in New York with the man that I am so in love with and the man of my dreams with an extra fucking dog. Well, extra three, if we count his three extra dogs, I'm moving to Atlanta, which I've didn't, I don't even think I actually had registered. There was a city called Atlanta until really I met him. Um, I'm moving to Atlanta and I'm doing it all over again. I'm doing it all over again. I've done it before. I can do it again. Right. Nowhere to live. Don't know where I'm living, but I'm trusting that it's going to be okay. Like it is going to be okay. I've done it once. I can do it again. And like, I have to remind myself and you have to remind yourself that taking those really scary jumps and going outside your comfort zone, that is what allows you to quantum leap. That is what allows you to condense time. And when I'm talking about condensing time, what I'm talking about is that, you know, as an example, we put timelines into things, you know, it's going to take me X amount of months to do this. No, that's what you think based on societal standards, right? And the norm, but it could take you a week to do it. Or a really common one that I use is like, you have to have been in a relationship with a person for two to four years, then you're engaged for a year and then you get married. And after a couple of years of marriage, then you have a baby. That's like society's timeline, right? So we put ourselves in that timeline when it comes to 
relationships as well. But condensing time is when you squash that into a shorter amount of time. So it's what should take a year took you a month, for example. So I would classify myself as really fucking good at condensing time and quantum leaping. And I honestly tie that to like one, yes, my manifestation abilities a thousand percent and like my, my powerful energy, which you can also obtain by anchoring in on the tools, anchoring in on the techniques and knowing how to do that. Plus jumping outside of my comfort zone and being okay to do that. So the second one with that, that's also combined with the being outside your comfort zone is making investments in yourself in different forms that scare you. So investments in terms of paying for mentors, paying for coaches, paying for things that stretch you. Like if, if the investment, if the price is like, oh, that's a good thing. It's stretching you outside your comfort zone. If it's like a no brainer, you're probably not going to fucking apply yourself to it. And therefore you're not going to get the results. But when it's like a little bit scary, it's actually a really, really good thing. You want to be scared by your investments and your investments can be investing in people that are going to help you to achieve X, Y, and Z, but it can also be investing in a house. It can be investing in clothes. It can be investing in a trip. It can be investing in acupuncture or some kind of like, you know, um, physical health. It could be investing in a naturopath or a nutritionist. It could be investing in like, you know, getting your hair done once a month, whatever it is, the investment allows you to feel like a newer, more elevated version of yourself. It allows you to expand and you are getting closer and closer to the version of yourself that you really want to be. So I've made a lot of investments in myself, spent a lot of money on myself, and I would classify this beautiful apartment as an investment in myself. We, I mean, I kind of did the accounts on it and it was about $100,000 that I spent on the apartment. And I'm pretty sure that's not including paying my interior designer, um, who's my mom and she's fucking amazing. And when I saw that saw that number, I wasn't scared by that. I was like, that is fucking sexy. Like that is fucking sexy that I have spent $100,000 on myself and my environment and where I want to live because I value myself. If you don't want to spend money on yourself, it's because you don't fucking value yourself. It's honestly what it is. If you don't want to invest in your health, in your relationships, in your energy, in your physical well-being, in your environment, it's because you don't value it, right? So just a little nugget to sit on of like, do I actually value myself or do I tell myself I do, but I'm not actually showing up? Like, do you tell yourself that you love yourself and value yourself when you see a, you know, when you see my men and money bundle that you really, 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 really want to buy because that's going to help you in X, Y, and Z ways, you convince yourself that you don't need it that is you not valuing yourself. Like you're saying that you do, but you're not actually acting like you do. Two very different things. So on the note of spending money on my apartment is that I show up with my investments and the way that I act as though I'm already making millions, like like tens of millions. Um, and when I made my first, when I had my first million dollar year, something that I talk about in that episode in that IG live is that I was showing up in my business as though I already had made a million dollars. So when I did make a million dollars, I was like, oh, lol. I didn't even realize it actually for about a month that I did that because I was like already in that energy. So it wasn't a big shift for me because I was already operating from that frequency. So I'm always thinking about, okay, what is the you know, $10 million of myself acting like, thinking like, feeling like X, Y, and Z, showing up as that energy. Now, obviously it's easier said than done. And like, sometimes I don't actually have the headspace to 
think about that or feel into that. And I'm just like, I can deal with that later. And that's okay. Like you don't need to be perfect all the time. Like right now I'm not in the fucking headspace with everything going on with the move. I'm not in the headspace to be like, okay, what's my $3 million version of myself going to be? I'm just like, can we just get the shit out of the house? Like, can we just organize stuff? So I'm going to talk about that in another episode of like the seasons of abundance and of like all that kind of stuff, because that is an important note to talk about of like, we're not perfect, we're human. And that's definitely okay. And this is why committing to yourself and committing to, you know, always um, checking yourself when it comes to your manifestation and abundance practices is important. Like we slip out of them sometimes. I talked about that recently on the podcast of like slipping out of that vibe and that's okay. We're human. So let's get back into it. Let's check ourselves. Let's get back into it. Let's commit to always being in an abundant mindset and always showing up as our higher self. Um, the other thing also is for me is that I always let my environment expand me. So I know for me, my environment heavily influences my mood and my business and the way that I show up and the work that I produce. So I like cannot have a shitty environment. Like it's just not fucking, it's not possible for me. I like, I'm a brat about that. I am openly a brat about the fact that I will not have a shitty environment. I've done it before. will not fucking do it again. I've learned that I have put myself in like, Oh, I could just do this. It's fine. And then I'm there and I'm like, I'm fucking leaving. I cannot do a shitty environment, low levels of light, low ceilings, shitty kitchens. Not for me. Like I just, I've tried it and I have, I cannot do it. I think I've I've talked about that on the podcast before when I've traveled to places and I have just been like, Oh, whatever. And then I'm like, and then I have to leave and get a nicer hotel because I literally cannot do it. So Um, yeah, so I really learned that my environment expands me a lot and I let my environment expand me and I prioritize that. I know that about myself. So therefore I'll always make sure that I am, um, doing it. So yeah. So obviously when I got to New York, I trusted that I was going to find my dream apartment and I did. And let me tell you guys, it was a fucking journey. I cried a lot to my real estate um, broker, who's now actually a great friend of mine, but he did it. Like we got the place against all odds. Um, you know, they had other applicants with an SSN with credit history, all that stuff. And the owner met me and was like, I just believe that you have a really good heart and I want someone like that living in my apartment. So the rest was history. And it just goes, I have the whole, I have the um, whole story on my pod, on my YouTube. If you want to um, watch it, I'll get Ebony to link it below in the podcast notes. But um, it just goes to show that if you want something, you hold the vision. And I will say before I got this apartment, I was looking at other apartments and I thought that I'd found the one and then it didn't happen and it fell through and I was so upset about it. And it's like, lol, you did not find the one like you, you, like I just like it's of course of course I got that's the energy that you need to be in like of course I got into the best building in New York City of course I got into the Jenga building of course of course of course why was I fucking upset about the other shitty building that I would not have actually wanted to live in so it's reminding yourself that no never means no it means like it generally is a redirection that building that I actually wanted had really beautiful windows was on like the entrance to the um tunnel it would have been fucking horrendous I would have hated I would have hated living there and it's another balcony I get 10 in New York City because of my balcony I fucking love it dogs love it it's fantastic so it's so funny how like in that moment I want that apartment so badly little did I know that a better apartment would have come that a better apartment would come along and I would be like oh I'm so I'm so glad I didn't get that apartment so when you know we're having problems now with like my SSN I'm like you know what we're gonna look back in three months time and be like wow thank god 
I didn't have my SSN then. Like you're always being led. Trust that you're always being led. Trust that everything is happening for the highest good, even if your ego and your brain and your logical mind can't make sense of it. Um, so then once I moved, like continuing on with my journey of manifestation, then yeah, I was in London, moved to moved back to New York, eventually went through fucking hoops, right? You guys know this, went to Tulum, was there for a month, got like my fucking shit stolen. It was great, not then get to Colorado, go to Colorado and ski there for a month and then get back to New York, have a fucking shamble in New York, finally find my place. And then even once I found the apartment, you got to furnish it. And that's like, it's exhausting even furnishing an apartment. It was exhausting not having furniture for a long time. Um, then I obviously meet the love of my life on a fucking chairlift skiing. I'm going to leave that for another episode um, because it is definitely a juicy one. But that was also just another manifestation, right? A big one. And, and there, there are so many little ones along the way, you know, manifesting friends. You know, I met one of my best friends now through a guy that actually turned out to be a pathological liar, lol. Thought he was a friend, absolutely wasn't a friend. But I'm so glad that I, you know, he put me, I wouldn't say he put me through, he kind of did put me through turmoil. Um, but anyway, and... I'm glad that all happened now because otherwise I wouldn't have met one of my best friends because I met her through him and like, okay, maybe we could have met, but she works in corporate doing, I can't remember what, something with like, like biotech. Anyway, she, you know, she lives in, um, like Murray Hill. I think it's Murray Hill. She lives in like Murray Hill, you know, basically like almost up towards, like it's near like the UN, if you know Manhattan, she lives like up towards Murray Hill. We are very different people. The chance of us crossing paths, especially in New York would have been one in a million. So that was really fantastic. Like I had all these little manifestations, got butter, made great friends, had beautiful experience, even little things like amazing weekends in the city or going on amazing trips. Then my parents came that was also a beautiful manifestation of them being able to see the apartment and like, you know, help me out for a month with just like life stuff and all that jazz and feeling so supported. Um, there were all these little manifestations that I allowed myself to celebrate as well as the big manifestations, like getting the apartment, like having big milestones in my business. Like I got into Vogue, for example, like that was a massive like world moment. Um, you know, meeting the fucking love of my life on a chairlift skiing, having an amazing ski season with him, traveling lots, all these things are also worth celebrating. Don't just focus on like the money, the house, the man, like all of those things will happen. And I truly believe they happen as a result of us being grateful and celebrating all of the little milestones and manifestations along the way, because they obviously attract in more via the law of attraction. So the next step is obviously moving to Atlanta, which is probably a manifestation that I have no idea what it is though I'm sure there'll be another episode in the very near future where I'm like oh this is why I moved to Atlanta and all these things have manifested but at the moment it just feels like I'm stepping into the dark and that's okay like it's been hard like I've said and it will continue to be hard and um there's going to be a lot more tears I have absolutely no doubt Um, and I'm embracing that and I know that it feels like I'm stepping into the dark and I'm holding myself in that energy of safety and reminding myself that beyond darkness is light. That's kind of cheesy, but it's true. 
And just because I can't see where I'm going doesn't mean I'm not going to somewhere fucking amazing because I could never have seen myself leaving New York, but I know this is the right decision. I could never even seen myself like, you know, I never even considered like a Southern dude. Like, I don't know why I just like hadn't crossed my mind. Right. So I never even considered like a, like, Oh, like Southern men are like really fucking chivalrous, like old fashioned chivalry kind of shit. I never even considered that. So that was kind of an element of darkness, but then I have it now and I'm like, duh, of course. So whilst Atlanta and this move and leaving New York feels like darkness, I also know that I'm going to look back and it's all going to make complete sense. And I'm holding myself in the trust and in the surrender that just because I can't see what's beyond me doesn't mean there isn't something amazing because sometimes the best manifestations for me, I haven't known what they were going to be. I haven't focused on this is exactly what I want to happen. I've just held like I want to be happy or I want a beautiful house or I want X, Y, and Z. Or like when I moved to New York, it was like, I couldn't exactly envision the exact apartment, but I knew the feeling. I knew that I wanted glass and I wanted space and I wanted a beautiful kitchen and I didn't I wasn't I didn't have this exact vision so it kind of felt like I was walking into darkness when I was like looking around but when I walked into this apartment I was like this is the one I felt it so I trust and I believe that that's just going to be the same with this next chapter of my life and when I left London I was literally going into darkness I was like cool I'm going to fucking Mexico I you know I left London everyone told me not to do it but I left anyway um, and I went to what felt like darkness. I'd never been to Mexico. I'd never been to Mexico before. Well, actually I had been, but as a kid, so like that doesn't count. Never been to Mexico before. I was going alone with jelly. Um, I, it was during the pandemic. I'd never been to Tulum. So I was going to Tulum and, uh, then I was hoping after that, but I didn't know whether I was going to or not. I was hoping that I wouldn't be going back to London and that I would be going to America, but I didn't know it was very up in the air, but I trusted the process. So it felt like I was going into darkness, leaving London. And I went into the most amount of lightness that I think I'd ever experienced in my life. Um, and I had achieved dreams and I have, I have dreams and I have things in my life now that if someone told me you'll have this in a year's time back then, I would not have believed them. Like if someone told me, you know, a year ago, uh, no, more than a year ago, like, this is what you're going to have next January. This is where you're going to be. This is who you're going to meet. This is all the things that's going to be happening. I would just be like, what? I wouldn't believe them. So I'm trusting that you know, in three months time, someone's going to, you know, I'm going to look back and be like, of course, because even if I look back at three months time now, I'm like, you had no, like Miss Monica three months ago, she had no idea what was happening in three months time. And it's a beautiful thing like to look back and be like, wow, that much has happened in three months time. So that's kind of my journey with manifesting and creating everything that I have now. Um, And I've just allowed myself to be in a state of constant evolution. And I'm really focusing on these new goals and this dream beyond the dream that I've been talking about. I should offer you masterclass on that. (laughs) The dream beyond the dream when it comes to manifesting. And, you know, I'm focusing on what I can see in this new chapter and the things that I can tap into and the energies that I can feel and the new sort of wealth frequency. It's not like a city wealth frequency. It's, you know, it's, it's different. It's like a really fucking abundant home frequency. It's like lots of travel. It's, you know, it's more of like a homey frequency. I don't know how to describe it, but I can feel so much money and so much abundance and so many opportunities coming my way and there being way less stress and way less 
you know, time being lost, let's say, because everything takes so fucking long in New York and it's a new energy and a new frequency that I'm tapping into. You know, I get to have my dream Range Rover. I get to have the dream house. I get to have the huge kitchen and the backyard and the pool and all of these kind of things. So it's just a different wealth frequency to what you'd be getting um, in New York. And I'm allowing myself to just remain in a constant state of evolution instead of being like, no, I have to stay here in New York. I want to stay stuck. Like, why do I want to stay stuck? No, let's, let's evolve. Let's, um, let's become more. So last thing I'm going to end off with is that if you want to have quantum growth, if you want to quantum leap, if you want to condense time, you need to be in a state of constant evolution. You need to be in a state of constant expansion and growth, have the mindset of, I want to invest. I want to expand. I want to get out of my comfort zone. Um, I want to take scary action. I'm not afraid of it. I can hold myself in that energy of safety. So I'm going to leave it there, guys. Thank you for listening. If you haven't um, already jumped on the wait list or bought, I don't know when this is going to be out, the men and money bundle, make sure that you do. So I'm so excited for this bundle. Please watch the video on the website page and read all about it. This is going to be such a powerful energy to be in for you to achieve everything in your life when it comes to relationships, understanding men, but also having some of those physical manifestations come into your reality. In order for you to receive your manifestations, you need to be able to receive from men. And that starts with feeling safe around men, understanding men and being able to love them, communicate with them and love being a woman, which is what you will be able to heal and learn about and be a lover, not a mother, that component of the bundle. And then the money and manifestation component of the bundle is with MMM level two, And then also I'm adding in the wealth frequency and healing masterclass. So we are just hitting this at all angles. I'm so excited for this offering. It's going to give the most powerful results and I'm selling it when we are in Europe and the live call will be held in Paris. So that's also just a vibe in and of itself. Have a lovely day. I will speak to you all soon. Do not forget to read the magazine, leave a review, follow me on um, Instagram. I appreciate all of you guys that, that send me messages, leave reviews, share the magazine and all that kind of stuff because so much time, money and effort goes into these free resources. Um, so when you guys offer that value exchange of sharing my work, it goes a long way and I really appreciate it. Thank you all so much. Have a lovely day.